Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly, the podcast. As May is both Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month and Mental Health Awareness Month, today we are reading from Jared Singer's book, Forgive Yourself, These Tiny Acts of Self-Destruction. And I want to remind you that you are able to donate to the organization to write love on her arms, otherwise known as the acronym T-W-L-O-H-A, through my social media pages as well as on your own. And the reason that I'm pushing that right now is because they do amazing, amazing, amazing mental health awareness, suicide awareness, um, and prevention work. And they have been a company that has been uh, so valuable to my growth and understanding um, and dealing with so many of those situations and situations twinged in those subjects. So please join me in trying to donate $250 to their wonderful organization throughout this month. And if you are a runner of any kind, you are able to sign up for their Run For It 5K, uh, which is at the end of this month. I will be doing a 10K if my body can do so. It's been a long time since I've done a 10K, but I've done a lot of 5Ks in the last few years, and I've been working on some practice and some progress, and I'm excited. I think I can do it. But if I do that, that means Zach has to bike 10K. So I guess we'll just see what happens. Uh, anyway, this is Forgive Yourself, These Tiny Acts of Self-Destruction by Jared Singer. The last time we saw each other. No matter how many friends you bury, it never gets easier, but it does become automatic. The last time we saw each other, we were both four hours deep into celebrating a redneck wedding, which is to say, so full of whiskey, barbecue, and jello shots that good decisions were an impossibility. On any other day, we would have walked right by each other, but no, how much we think, but no matter how much we think we taught our eyes about lying, whiskey has much more to teach our tongues about the truth. With barely any pre- preamble, you asked me why I turned you down in the sixth grade. I said, pretty girls used to scare me. They still kind of do. I asked you why you turned me down in the 10th grade. You said, pride, what kind of woman would you be if you went back to the first boy who broke your heart? You asked if you should call. I asked if you should visit. We both fell back into our whiskey, neither of us thinking this would be the last time that we didn't say goodbye. This next one is titled, Hero. The difference between a good man and a great one is the ability to be crying and still be proud. To be out of breath, unable to make a sound and still know you are all a song. Alrighty, we're going to pause for today's sponsor and then we will return with more poetry from Forgive Yourself by Jared Singer. Okay, and we come back. And the next poem I want to read is Exchange Rates. Certain Norse tribes believed that all human beings were created exactly equal. That from the moment we first draw breath, we are unconsciously trading one attribute for another. That there is 
an absolute limit to the human potential. Nothing can be gained without equal sacrifice, that by definition a great beauty can never be a mighty warrior. These same people believed that singers tap into the same power that the gods do, that to be able to uplift only with your voice is the closest thing to magic left in this world. I used to be able to sing, but I traded my last gasp of magic for the gravel in my throat, for the steel in my belly. I am not a great beauty. I will never be a mighty warrior or a masterful sage. I traded in all my potential for tenacity. I don't want to be mediocre forever. How much did I sacrifice for all these second chances? Don't want to have to try so hard for so little forever. I need to know, is it possible to trade back in, to give up this steel for something softer, something easier to hold? This next one is titled Simple Truth. I run into the first woman who ever saw me naked at a wedding with her husband. He looks nothing like I do, but she holds him just like she held me. Her hands on his body where my scars are. Love is eternal and sometimes unspeakably brutal. To the boy with the broken skin for Louis Kleiner. For most of us, our skin only records our traumatic moments and our obsessions. My body only remembers broken bones, two tall fences, and my religion. I will never let it forget. Her body remembers only a C-section and the one time she grabbed a hot pot barehanded. But your broken skin remembers your every movement better than the most detailed journal. <clears throat> like that time your cat scratched you didn't even break the skin. Now you have scars from sunburns. Never thought that would be something I'd be jealous of. It is our moments, our memories that make us who we are. The rest of us have to cling to them like life vests or hope. Your body does not, does the work for you. You are the only person I have ever met who just gets to be. This next one is things I have been told after performing a found poem. You are nothing like I thought you'd be. Your poems are so big, I thought you'd be taller. I don't like how angry you are. You would be more attractive if you didn't yell so much. Come home with me. The way you talk about death makes me love you. I think it's irresponsible the way you tell people to be okay with being fat and angry. Are you really Jewish? I mean, like, really actually Jewish? Prove it. Say some Hebrew for me. Say, I knew you weren't really Jewish. Hold me. Take me now. I don't trust anyone who talks for a living. I loved your work, but you are so smart. Why do you write poems? You could be doing something important. ASL. I have spent the last 32 years learning to manipulate my native language. I used to think this is what made me special. Now I worry 
that I have learned to manipulate words so well that they that even I can't tell when I'm lying. I am learning American Sign Language. I only started doing it to flirt with a girl. There is certainly better reasons to learn something, but I can't think of anything more honest. In ASL, to miss an object, you move one hand grasping like it just slipped by you, but to miss a person, you point two fingers, barrel sure at your own chin, like without them, living is pointless. I don't know if there is a sign for missing yourself, for missing who you used to be, but if I don't learn to use my words more openly, more honestly, I am going to need one. This one is probably my favorite poem in the whole book. It's titled Artifacts, and it's after the show Warehouse 13. Um, And yes, so I love this one, and Zach loves this one, and I'm excited to share it with you. Sometimes when a person loves an object, it becomes a part of them. Sometimes when a person hates a thing, it becomes family. Sometimes when a person is too much person for one body, it leaks into inanimate, creating magic. I wouldn't suggest you test this, but I promise you, if you sit near anything radioactive, you will hear the Oppenheimer's voice saying sorry over and over. His regret is so strong, it will break your body down. Listen close enough to the Geiger counter. It clicks, becoming Einstein saying, I told you so, I told you so. Why do you think rich men buy the instruments of the famous musicians and put them behind glass instead of playing them? To protect a valuable object? Do you see their families in the case? Their egos? Their legacies? When they touch the instrument, they feel the music, a language they never taught their hearts to hear. Imagine a subway, rush hour sardined, and everyone on it is screaming in a language you don't know but yearn to. It is enough to drive you mad. They buy the instrument hoping it will give them a life they wish they had chosen, only to find they cannot hold it. Of course it goes beyond the glass. This is why so many of us keep the things given to us by the dead but so rarely touch them. We need to believe there is a piece of them still inside of the object. Are still afraid to prove ourselves right. This next one is titled Siren. When I read the legends, I marvel at how many different types of siren there must have been. Not all man ache for the same song. Every human has a torch they are willing to moth themselves into. Every city has a voice, a specific type of person it calls. Prague speaks to the builders. To people who know what that to create something new on rubble is not to replace the history, but to add a brick and bone harmony. New York is for some people who have something to prove, each of us howling at our own moon. Whenever I visit a place that makes words like comfortable and settle pill ac- settle spill accident from my mouth, all of my joints scream, say, don't even think about it, you are a creature of yearn. Stretch, 
boy. Stretch. This next one is called whimsy. When an engineer needs to make a wish, they find an excuse. Calls it a blue moon. It says it only happens once every four years. That this tradition goes back at least 700 years. That they love logic the way others love their children. It is their everything. But on the days when it isn't enough, whimsy is their last refuge. And when the artist tells them she doesn't understand why they're all excited about a blue moon, that after all, it's nothing special. I mean, full moons happen all the time, right? And it's not even blue. The engineer doesn't know how to tell her that this is the wish that matters, not the excuse. They never understand birthday parties. The whole keeping a wish a secret so it comes true thing always seemed ridiculous. If you are relying on a superstition and hope to make your dreams come true, then doesn't it make sense to have everyone possible hoping? Even when they invest in whimsy, the engineer relies on logic. They don't tell the artist their wish. She laughs at their whimsy enough. When the belief is already an ill-fitting shirt, we laughed at it. Being laughed at it is too much. To the young man who only talks about himself in image and metaphor, who believes that once a metaphor is explained, it becomes pointless. We are a lot alike. And you are dead wrong. I too know what it means to have the jaws of a wolf and the cheeks of a puffer fish, to have a nasty bite and still be full of hot air. I know that chainsaws can laugh, that everything that cuts loves to laugh. This is why we learned to talk so pretty, why we learned never to chuckle, always to guffaw, to turn our mouths into church bells. The problem is that steel wrapped in velvet is still steel. It will never keep anyone comfortable. I know that having a big heart doesn't mean you have a full one. It is amazing how lonely it can become a symphony when no one is there to hear it. We both have a lot of good reasons to be angry. We know that snowflakes and death are perfect and analogs. Both are always unique and so cold. If dead loved ones walk behind us, then heaven is empty, and we are choir masters. But the, but the reason you are stuck, and I am building the life I always dreamed, the difference between an angry boy and a proud man is that eventually the metaphors have to stop. I have the mouth made of trumpets and a belly full of people who said I couldn't, but my spine is just a spine. You wondered what it would be like if the legends were real. I am a phoenix, alone to this, broken to this. We think the flame is dangerous, but without the light we cannot see. It is the fire that keeps us alive through the night and fed through the cold. We have both been ash. Now we get to be the light. Stop wallowing in the dirt, my friend, and welcome this well-earned burn. So all of those poems were from Forgive Yourself, These Tiny Acts of Self-Destruction by Jared Singer, which is a book published by Button Poetry. <clears throat>
I love this book for many reasons. I think it does a great job of addressing Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, remember, you can choose charities all of your own or join me in supporting To Write Love on Her Arms as we celebrate and uh, spread awareness for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, Thank you so very much for tuning into today's episode, and I hope you have a lovely day.